happy. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy that you and I were the first ones to figure out that our sister Jessel is the new Ramona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she. I'd said she was Kyle Richards because she's insecure too, but then... Yeah, she's a combination of Kyle and Ramona with a little sprinkling of Tamara Barney um, in terms of shit stirring. And maybe even a little bit of Dorit. Yeah. No, I don't see Dorit. Just the accent. uh, Maybe. No, I don't see Dorit so much, but I do see Ramona for sure in in her being obnoxious. But I also see that she's insecure like Kyle. Yes. <laughs> so it's kind of kind of interesting. She's an interesting think- character. But I think, I, I don't know if I should feel like embarrassed and oh, kind of like uh, cringy because she's a daisy who's acting this way. Or I should celebrate the fact that she was born for this role. Like she was born for this. She is almost a perfect housewife. She is. And she, okay, so she posted on her Instagram this, like, long video of her, like, right, you know, after the first episode or the second, the second episode after she talked about, like, how she hadn't had sex and all of this stuff and how she hadn't told her mother about Mm -hmm. her IVF and everything. She posted this thing on Instagram and it was, like, her, their, like, IVF story, right? Mm -hmm. And it's all these pictures of them together and everything, her and her husband, and talking about the cultural stuff. But the whole video, she is, like, reading off of a script without, like, any, like, emotional – like, you could tell that she's reading, like, a blog post or something. And the volume of her voice is really low, but the music that she placed on top of the reel is, like, really loud. why Why would she even put her audio on there instead of just writing something? No. Listen, it is a, it is, it is like a well-intentioned, poorly, poorly put together video, Uh which do you have staff or any, an assistant working with you that like watched this and thought this was like a good idea for you to post on social media? And I don't think she does. And something about that makes her perfect for housewife. Yeah. No, I think she is, she probably has a lot of staff, but they're probably shit scared of uh, disagreeing with her. Mm. She probably just hires sycophants. So she just, she probably doesn't have anybody on her team who would speak against her. Um, I think Pavit may be the only one that's able to do that. And even that, he really tiptoes around it. I don't know. I I went. So from I the think first he was. Time. I think he was tiptoeing around the fact that there were cameras on. <laughs> I think he would have told her exactly what she wanted to hear, to, so she could victimize herself. But I think <laughs> there's a whole. Yeah, we can peel that onion when we get to that. We'll, we'll get there. I I'm just shocked at like the way that I. Like episode, second episode, I was like, I can't stand Jessel to this episode being like, Jessel's kind of perfect for housewife. Like, she might be <laughs> a perfect real housewife. Like, because I, yeah. I, I, I will get to it. There are certainly some things that I'm like, oh my God, you are so out of touch. And other things where I'm like, I think the other women just don't like you. Yeah. 
you know? And I think um, uh, a lot of the audience doesn't like her as a person, but they like her for her, the memes that she's going to uh, allow, you know, she's going to generate, right? Exactly. So there's a lot of um, folks that are on Twitter and Instagram that follow Housewives that can easily see that, oh, she's the monster that we can stand for a while until she does something really, really bad. This is the monster that we will nurture, create and nurture for the next few seasons until she just turns on us and then we will cancel her. So they are like getting ready for that. So I think she's, she's, she's perfect for the next few seasons until she does something really atrocious and then she's kicked out. <laughs> exactly. So this episode, the ladies wake up uh, still in the Hamptons in various beds. Erin has still not made food for her guests. She's even having them go in the kitchen to help her out, chopping up things. Um, but she does finally make shakshuka, and thank God Uba's brought her hot sauce because I didn't see this woman put any seasoning in her food. Did you no. see her putting any seasoning in? No, no. Mm-mm. I think the traditional shakshuka, shakshuka is just basically tomatoes, onions, garlic, parsley, and then eggs that are poached in the tomato sauce. That's what I read. Well, so it might be no. just salt and pepper that you put in in the end. No. no. First of all, I was annoyed because for a multitude of reasons. Number one, Sai is rude as fuck. She's like, what's shakshuka? You live in Brooklyn. You've never had shakshuka before? Get the fuck out of here. Okay? I hate that. I hate when people mock other people's foods. Like, right. we hated it when they did it to Tiffany right. Moon in Dallas. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate it when Sai does it here. She's like, mm-hmm. it's just runny eggs and tomato sauce. I'm like, shut up, Sai. Like, mm-hmm. that's – you have plenty of reason to be annoyed Number one being that Aaron has not given you a right. spread of food. I agree with right. that. I saw some of the pieces of bread in that bread basket. It was burnt. Mm-hmm. But and you have plenty of reason to be annoyed. But don't make don't talk shit about shakshuka. So that annoyed mm-hmm. me. But then Aaron says shakshuka is an Israeli food. And it is not. It is not an Israeli food. Shakshuka is from North Africa. It's a North African That's dish. That's what I it's thought. Actually, it was like North it's, African food. And I was surprised that Uba didn't know of it. It, it, it's North African and it's um, Mediterranean. So there's mm. variations. Like they have it in Spain. They have like a version of it mm. in in Italy. They call it eggs in purgatory. Like so mm-hmm. you have these different types of baked eggs. I know that it's really popular in Greece too. Mm-hmm. But like for Aaron to be like shakshuka is an Israeli dish and everybody says that they love my Israeli shakshuka and Israelis are always cooking like as an Israeli family we're always cooking and I'm like well you're always cooking you're not cooking for your friends so yeah, like I was it like just- where's the cooking here you're not at least you know after the first morning you would think that she would be either have something catered or have something delivered have something ready for them have a bunch of bagels and cream cheese and lox or something on that table so if they get hungry they can start eating something but i yeah yeah i don't understand her it's like she didn't she prepared the house but she didn't prepare any of the food for people to come which is weird like they're going to stay there for three days why well, are they all complaining the that they're hungry and these are housewives that barely eat anyways so if they are complaining that they're hungry then clearly there's no food at all yeah. Also, she didn't prepare the house because the heating was broken. So that's true. She's a really she garbage just host. got. She just ordered pajamas from a friend. That's all she did. And ha- had the ca- caviar people come in and, with Pringles. 
That's it. And picked a couple yeah. of restaurants for them to go to. Right. Which we've all she seen didn't the even, other even, housewives She go didn't to. even ask provisions to be, request provisions to be open for a while extra. Like, <laughs> I'll pay for the overtime, have the store open for a couple of hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will say this, just on the topic of shakshuka, that it is common now in, it's like in, mm. with Jewish mm. culture or mm-hmm. Israeli culture because of the North African Tunisian Jews that or ah. Moroccan Jews that came to Israel from there when Israel okay. was, you know, became a country. Okay. So but is it supposed to be a spicy dish or? So when spicy? I've had, so Moroccan, like I've had shakshuka at like Moroccan restaurants and stuff. They mm-hmm. always serve it to you with like marguez, which is like Moroccan sausage, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is spicy. I've never had a bland shakshuka, but like, you do need to put seasoning in it. You do need to put like – and shakshuka itself is a Berber word. So it's a yeah. North African thing. Yeah. And North African food has spices in it. It's not yeah. just salt and pepper. Yeah. So yeah. so I've never had it. I don't know anything about it other than what I looked up. I was like, what is this dish that everybody is talking about? But I didn't you don't understand. Yeah. I don't eat eggs per se. So Yeah. Yeah. I did so yesterday. Ben and Ronnie watch what happens. They did their um, what's it called? Uh, Instagram live, and in it, I asked them. Oh, they if did. They were- oh, I missed yeah. it. Yeah, they're gonna do it every other Monday. But they did their Instagram live, and I asked them if they would rather eat Aaron's shakshuka or Shishu's enchilada. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, they picked Shishu's enchiladas. Mm-hmm. Of course. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I would much rather eat Shishu's enchiladas too. <laughs> it is so much, uh, so much fancier. Did you know that she's releasing another single now? Oh, she's good for her. Re- yeah, she's going to release another one. And there's like so much anticipation. All the former Sir employees are hyping her up that she's going to release a new one. I bet she's going to pour all the angst she's felt from the scandal into this song. <laughs> it's going to be a heartbreaker. You just watch. I can't wait. Um, okay. So over breakfast, they talk about their Thanksgiving plans, and we start to hear a little bit about Bryn's family and Bryn's exes. Mm-hmm. Bryn has been engaged thrice. She's mm-hmm. going to London to visit her third ex fiance. I forgot to write his name down. What is it, Gideon? Yeah. 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 I think and it is Gideon. Yeah. And so Bryn is just floating around looking for family where she can find it. Um, and everybody seems to know him. It's like, did she just break yeah. up? Did How do you all know him? Everybody seemed to have an op- opinion about it and they seem to know him well. She said that they're consciously uncoupling. Yeah. And that's some new age millennial shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Gwyneth Paltrow would explain to you but that's you know so you're calling Gwyneth Paltrow a new age millennial which I think no. she is right no? I mean she's is not she a millennial but I think I, she's a I don't Gen think Xer. she's a Gen Xer like me I think she's a millennial no no Gwyneth Paltrow she's, is a Gen, Gen Xer like you she's an auntie like me oh okay yes okay how old is Gwyneth she's in her 50s no I don't think Let's so. Let's look this up. I thought she was younger than me, but no, no, she's fifty. She's what? older than you. 
Yes. What? Yeah. Okay. Damn. Conscious uncoupling does wonders to your body. (laughs) She looks good, though. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it is, but I I think that if I was going to uncouple with somebody, um, I would like to be conscious while I do it also. (laughs) 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 I mean, what kind of uncoupling is If you break up when somebody's sleeping, is that unconscious uncoupling? (laughs) Like if you just sneak out of your boyfriend's house at some point and say, okay, we're done. What if you leave a a sticky note like it happened happened to SJP on? (laughs) sorry i can't donate do you if you leave a sticky note on the fridge and say we're done is that unconscious uncoupling when you leave and you're sleeping i think unconscious uncoupling is when you get ghosted oh when somebody just like dips (laughs) but isn't all breaking up unconscious a a conscious uncoupling like all breakups are unless unfortunately you're one of one of the couple yeah. One of the people in the couple has, you know, gone into a coma mm-hmm. or, God forbid, died or mm-hmm. got an amnesia and does not remember who you are anymore. Yeah. I would say all uncoupling is pretty conscious. <laughs> uh, everyone leaves. Jessel says she can't get, wait to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> so delighted by her crazy ass this episode listen i I sound like a cackling hag she's obnoxious but so is erin that's the part she erin puts up a facade that she's so polite and she's doing everything right but no you are not being polite either (laughs) feed your guests feed your guests yeah, and I want to say, Jessel may have said, I can't wait to get the fuck out of here, but Jenna gave the trip a C. Yes. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> no one is saying anything that that's – Jessel no is saying – No one is saying anything positive about <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, everyone heads back to the city, and Aaron uh, – you know, we get this, like, Aaron, the realtor and renovator thing. Yeah. Are you impressed by this, or is this nepotism? I'm – <laughs> I, think, I think it's conscious conscious nepotism it's where you choose to be nepotized i don't know why you choose to be nepotized like you were like okay i have an easy path why wouldn't i do what my dad and mom have done have built why wouldn't i build on top of it yeah but, um if she had worked if she worked for she worked for her dad and mom and then she worked for <laughs> frederick eklund yes and then she did she quit that to start her own business or is she doing both? Like is she continuing to work for Frederick and also doing this design thing? I don't know. I don't know. What was the name of her company? Homegirl? Something like that. Home Good Home. Home, home Good Home or home, home, home Princess or something along those lines. Home Princess. But the way she was talking about it is like my dad and mom, my mom my her mom sold the big building. Her dad was always doing something great, and she was always in their offices drawing and painting, playing with crayons, and then she would go to ballet. I'm like, okay, thank God you did not describe this life when you were sitting around the fire, and Sai was describing her like, what a difference. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. She's like, oh, the dollar store is so fun. Yeah, because you were literally going there for fun. You weren't going there for necessity. Right. <laughs> I know. And like, here's the thing. I like, I'm like, okay, good for you, I guess. Like you got the opportunity. At least you didn't waste your shot, right? Like you got, you yeah. had the privilege. Right. I mean, how many the of these people just get turned up, turn out to be like spoiled brats that do nothing do nothing out of their lives right make nothing yeah. of it i think i'm okay with her working and yeah being <laughs> i'm okay with this kind of nepotism i'm okay i'm actually okay with nepotism in hollywood most of the time too as long as you're giving opportunity for others too i mean if and if a kid has both their parents are actors and they want to act who are we to say no you shouldn't act but yeah. where's the opportunity coming are you getting giving others the opportunity too so, yeah, you know that account Queens of Bravo. Mm-hmm. They posted the clip of Aaron talking in Spanish, and they yeah. were like, "Miami is waiting for you, Aaron." I was like, "Do you know that people in New York City speak Spanish? Like, yeah. that's a that's a wild statement." Yes, yeah. <laughs> no, a lot of people in New York I, City so speak I, Spanish. I, for ninety percent of the time, I don't agree with that account. Like, almost <laughs> most of the takes are. What? Okay. Uh, uh, Bryn goes to the hair salon and we get this story about Bryn's background. And First of all, I shared. love that hair, hair salon. It wasn't, some, it wasn't like in an apartment, yeah. but it was so relaxing. It felt like someone's house. You're with your girlfriends. You're relaxed. It was the barbershop or a beauty shop atmosphere in an apartment. So it wasn't a storefront or anything like that. You just went to your friend's house to get your hair done. Watching Britain get her hair done was wildly relaxing to me. Yeah. Every time the woman, you know, massaged Britain's massage. head, I was like, oh, this is so good. It was I was good. like, I want that. I want that. Yeah. Um, but Bryn shares the story about how she was raised by her grandmother, who is a white woman, um, her mother's mother, her maternal grandmother, and mm-hmm. that this woman didn't know what to do with Bryn's big curly hair. And so Bryn spent like 10 years going to this hair salon, this black hair salon, and she learned a lot about black culture and being around black women and how funny they were and how bold they were. And she says, I was embarrassed for a long time about being half black and I didn't, I wasn't always proud of it because I never had a connection to it. But, and I feel like I missed out on a black community because I didn't have that. So I just love the fact that like Bryn is actually talking about that because it's nice to hear. It's a different perspective. Mm -hmm. So it It was was nice. It was fun Um, to see all of that in Roni, especially because you never saw any, anything along those lines in Roni. Exactly. Uba is at home and she meets with her business advisor and she has a lot of emotions about, the next steps she needs to take for her company, Uba Hot, she needs to get investors, but she feels really like worried about doing all of this alone. And she has this really emotional moment and she starts to cry about her mom. And I don't know if I'm just an asshole. I know Probably, I'm an but asshole. Why finish this distance? <laughs> Did she say that her mom died in 2012? I don't remember. Why? Because I rewound it like five times and I couldn't tell if she said my mom died in December 2012 or December 2020. Oh, I don't know. I didn't remember. I didn't remember. I know that she launched it in December 2021. 
her her company that I noticed yes. because I was like you launched it in the middle of the pandemic that's what my, um, I thought of it but I didn't remember when her mother died because my thing was if your mom died in 2012 and then you launched your business and you did all your modeling and everything over the last 10 years and you launched your business I think in it was 10 years ago her mom died okay yeah I was like you got this <laughs> Like I don't I I just I thought the way that she was crying I thought like it just had just happened and I get it everybody grieves differently and you never get yeah. over the loss of your parent I, think I don't want to be a dick. it's more it's less grief there than feeling alone and lonely like you're making some yeah. major decisions it's probably stressful and you just wish that you had somebody that you could trust implicitly that you could bounce ideas off of and just lean on and say, hey, I'm scared of doing this and somebody who would reassure you. And I think she was seeking that. And that's why her business partner was able to give that for her. But I think that's where I think she was nervous about the next step. And that's where okay. she started thinking about her mother. Oh, I would just like, oh, my to... God, you are an asshole. <laughs> okay. No, I am. Okay. No, no, I'm just joking. No, I think it, I, I was touched by it. I think um, I think she still misses her mother and she misses I think she misses her most a lot of her family, too. But OK, so she came to Canada in her teens. Mm-hmm. And so she's been here for a bit. And I'm just yeah. trying to figure out like. And where... I think her mother used to live with her. Right? She, yes. Her mother used to be with her. Okay. So really, truly, she's been alone only more recently. For the last 10 years. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I will say this. She is the most gorgeous crier I have ever oh seen my in my God. life. She's sitting oh in that God. like black so bustier outfit wiping away her tears. It's like, and I rewound it so many times to get the date of when her mom died that I yeah. just kept watching her cry and look gorgeous. It or just like, adds a little bit of a nice glowy sheen to her face, the tears. It's not yeah. ugly and, you know, there's no snot coming out of her nose. She's just perfect. Yeah. I've never cried beautifully a day in my life. Never. 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 Um, Sai's at home. She's making pizza and she's planning a Bryn's giving. And she calls Bryn and they recap the Hamptons and essentially talk shit about Jessel. Yeah. And it's only until Sai's husband, David, is like, maybe you guys are just being mean to her because you don't understand that she just had twins and it's really hard to, like, feel yourself. And Sai's kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah. Isn't she? She is. She. I love – I fell in love with Sai in the first episode. And then slowly over the last couple of episodes, I'm actually – backing off from Sai a little bit I'm like okay yeah. Sai why why do you have to go that extra why is that nastiness coming from you don't have to be that way you yeah. can be a little bit kind you don't have to say the things that pop into your head you can just back off Sai is more um Tamara than anybody else I think oh, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Tam- Tamara does say s- sort of things and then she says oh I'm sorry afterwards and I mean it and then she'll overcome it but she does say some things that are off but she does things that are good like she's doing a Bryn's giving because she feels and then Bryn also recognizes that like Sai you try to have this tough up exterior but you're actually a nice person you like to do nice things but um I think um I don't know I'm st- I'm still on the fence with Sai I'm not really standing her 
Uh, I am not really a big fan of her or anything like that, but I think she's an interesting mix. I think she brings something to the uh, table too. I think all of the women bring something. I wouldn't want Erin to be gone either. I think no. having Erin is what makes Erin, you know, with the stick up her ass is exactly who you need. Yes. Um, and uh, the snob that is um, Giselle, Giselle is just perfect counterpoint to Erin. That's a cold, cold bitch. So it's really... It's really fun to watch that. Yes. And I think between Jessel and Aaron, let's just get to it because you have this mm-hmm. scene now with Jessel at home with the twins and her husband. They're talking about going to a one. Jessel wants to go to a Montessori or she wants the kids to go to a Montessori. They're going to be waitlisted, all this stuff. And it gave me flashbacks. Did you remember first season when Alex was trying mm-hmm. to get her kids into like a special private Exactly school? the same conversation. Mm-hmm. She wanted to network with them and they had to socialize and she wanted them to get to know all the, uh, you know, society folks in, uh, in, uh, and that's why she lives in Chelsea, right? She, yeah. she wants to live there and she wants to network and hobnob with all of the rich people there. Yeah, exactly. So this is when Jessel kind of recaps the Hamptons trip and Bavith is, Showing around telling Jessel that you can be kind of a bitch sometimes. <laughs> and I've never felt more seen um, because I've not, no, not, I have not felt more seen. I have never felt my marriage mirrored on a television show so deeply before <laughs> as I did when I saw Buffett, poor Buffett trying Mm -hmm. to get the words out to explain to his wife that maybe she should watch her tone. And I was like, boy. And then also her saying back, just say I'm a bitch. You're just saying No, she just she just goes straight to the point. You just call me a bitch. That's what you did. Yeah. He's like, no, I don't want to call you that because that will lead to another fight. I'm trying to say (laughs) that uh, maybe you need to watch what you say. And he's kind of feels you see Pavit having a little smile on his face. He almost feels vindicated that other people don't like her either. Yes, correct. He's like, well. I've always done this and I'm glad that you're seeing this. Your friends see it too. He just feels so much ridiculous. He's like, the cameras see it. The friends see it. America's going to see it. And then he's like, I just don't want the camera to catch me calling my wife a bitch. So he's very aware of that too. But he's like, but I still have to be reasonable because she is being a bitch. Exactly. And there is, I don't know. Um, I also watched, by the way, an Instagram story of hers. And so I found out Bhavith is Punjabi and Jessel is Gujarati. Right. And they got married in Mexico. And Mm -hmm. their wedding, for some reason, was on like in like Vogue or something or New York Magazine or something like that. And I was like, whoever. I still don't know what Jessel does. She's a publicist. So she must have helped somebody get something. And then she must have a client that's in Vogue. And then she got in. Yeah, I guess. Something um, along those lines, because she must have used her wedding as a publicity set, stunt for some other, maybe designers or whoever, and paid her, paid a spot to get that in. Oh, good point. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, at the same time, Jenna visits Aaron, and Jenna gives a gift from herself and Jessel as a thank you to Aaron for hosting them at the. Does Hamptons. she say it's from her and Jessel? Yeah, I think she says that it's our it's our gift. Jessel and I went to the store, but then oh. she said, "I got you a gift." Oh, but then she says something like, oh, it's a pretty penny or something, or it's above my budget. So I thought maybe. That's when she's looking at the sweater, oh, cashmere okay. sweater, and she's with Jessel, and she's like, it's $5.99 or something. She's like, ah, oh, that's a little above my budget. I'm like, above your budget, Jenna Lyons? What? Maybe but then she I is thought, wearing oh, you, old navy jeans. You, you mean for Aaron. <laughs> I was like, no, you mean as a gift for Aaron, it's above budget. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> You were looking for something that was around a hundred bucks. Okay, got it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So then we get that flashback to Jessa and Jenna. Sorry, Jessel and Jenna going shopping, and they talk about the Hamptons gift exchange thing. And Jessel says, "I'm sorry." And next time I'm acting like a bitch, just like hash it out with me directly. And Jessel tells Bovet that she didn't like that all of the women were coming at her, that if Jenna was bothered by something, that Jenna should have said something to Jessel directly instead of having the women gang up on her and say, you are behaving in a way that is inappropriate mm-hmm. to Jenna, mm-hmm. um, which I understand that, but it's but like, Jenna Jessel, you're say also- to ask them to do that, and Jenna never complained about it. She kept it to She herself. didn't ask them to do it, but I will say this, that when they start to bring it up, Jenna said, I really didn't like that. They're right, yeah. right? Like, she didn't, yeah. she didn't take that moment to say, guys- it's fine. I'll deal with it later, whatever. She yeah. let them speak for her. And I do right, think right. that that was a little bit messed up. But um, Jessel accidentally in a moment of – like Jessel has this quality quality about her that you only see in some housewives early on when they first Ramona. join. And I – Ramona, um, Kyle, Tamara, mm-hmm. like very Ashley Darby. It's mm-hmm. this thing that they do <clears> – <throat> Which is that when they're in a fight with – when there's a miscommunication with, let's say, housewife A, and they go and deal with it with housewife A, in an attempt to make things good with housewife A, they end up talking shit about housewives B, C, and D. And it's almost like their way in of like, oh, yeah, we're friends again. Let's just sit together and talk shit about the other women, right? And right. so Jessel does that. And that comes calling. from her insecurities because she, it's coming from yes. a place of insecurity for her. Yes. And so she calls the other women crazy cackling hags. <laughs> and Jenna, I have to say Jenna is so smart because even as she's saying that to Aaron, she's like, you know, I have empathy for her because I feel like she gets uncomfortable and then weird things just come out. And she says, Jessel's not mean. She's just trying too hard because she is so insecure. And I was like, I'm so glad Jenna is here because there's no malice in Jessel and what Jessel is doing, which again, makes her a really good housewife. But then Jenna also says, Jenna can also not keep it to herself. She also blurts out and tells it to Aaron. (laughs) And now she'll, and later on she says, the producer says, why did you tell them that? And she's like, I didn't mean to. I don't know why I told them, but I shouldn't have told them, right? So yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and and that's the thing, right? Jenna is also doing the thing that other that Jessel, that, that Jessel did, which is that yeah. in an effort to get better with Aaron, she's talking shit about Jessel, which is right. This is perfect housewifery. Yeah. 
Then we had to uh, – oh, yeah, also Jessel kind of talked above it about the sex thing. Yeah. And he seems very like meh about it. And I was like, <laughs> this could be read as somebody who doesn't yeah. care. But I mm-hmm. actually read it as like a very secure part of their marriage. I don't view I it as like so. – yeah. As like, oh, he doesn't care or he's, you know, getting his pipes cleaned somewhere else. Like I view it as he's like, no, we have two children. Like it's right. fine. He, he comes from a place of I understand why you don't want to have sex with me all the time. I understand how the kids and having the kids and all of that other stuff. I understand where you're coming from and I'm going to be patient with you. That's where he's coming from. Um, now, Jessel is going to try and have you know, she's going to make a big deal about having sex with him only because she wants to, um, she wants, she doesn't want to be known in her friends group that she hasn't had sex. She brought up, she shared, overshared, and now she's insecure about what she has shared. And now she's going to make him, (laughs) make Pavit have sex all the time, just, just to prove a point. Poor thing. (laughs) Oh, she cracked me up. (laughs) <laughs> really really come around on Jessel. Okay. Yeah. Then we had to Bryn's giving at Sai's house. And Sai, this is the only time I will ever support anything Sai did this entire episode. No shoes in her house. Right. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. And they kept showing the street and the shoes and everybody walking in. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, look at all the crap that they are bringing into the house. It's a rainy yeah. day. They're bringing all kinds of crap. No, you take your shoes off. And you Did you see what Jenna Lyons did? She's so smart. She brought a different pair of shoes to switch right. into that goes with her outfit. Right. She was and like, she oh, said, I are, brought I just... it with me. It's a clean yeah. pair of shoes. I'm going to wear that inside the house. Yes. That's so smart. And here's Aaron mm-hmm. being like, especially if you just wear somebody. sneakers, that's such a smart thing to do if you're just wearing sneakers. Yes. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to take new shoes with me and be like, I've only <laughs> worn these indoors. <laughs> these are my um, indoor shoes. No, just... but also that would only be at somebody's house that like cares about these things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, or that would, I would only do it at somebody's house where they don't care about not wearing shoes indoors. Yeah. Because I would still feel weird about bringing my outside shoes into their house. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. Yes, it does. Like there are people that look at me strangely when I take my shoes off in their house. They're like, yeah. what are you doing? I'm like, oh, you can keep your shoes on. And I'm like, oh, okay. But I feel weird walking in with my shoes because I feel like I'm dragging the entire street into your house. Yeah. Do you want sewage in your house? <laughs> I know. Do you want in the kitchen? Yeah, do you want like gum and <laughs> spit and pop dog poop? I don't know. Yeah, I've been to people's houses where like the rule was obviously you don't wear shoes in the house, but then they have fancy people come over who keep right. their shoes on and then they feel bad about telling those fancy people to take their shoes right. off. So then they've looked at me and been like, you can keep your shoes on. And I'm like, I'm not doing that to you. Yeah. These were like in the subway. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing that to your house. Don't right. be ridiculous, you know? Yes. Um, everybody arrives. Bryn, Bryn, Bryn yeah. um, welcomes everyone with the flash of her back for some reason. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I had a back that looked like that, I would probably show it to everybody too. Mine doesn't look the like that. The first time maybe, but not all the time. I would do it the whole time. I'd be like, oh, look no. at this. Look when at you back. first get that back, you would be like oh, that. Oh, the but first time. One, yeah. If you always had that back, I don't think you would be doing that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. 
Now, if you get that back now, after having having back fat before, then you would do that. <laughs> I can't wait. One day. I'm saving oh, up my day. pennies for that upper body reconstruction for my 40, my 40th <laughs> birthday. Um, we find out that Aaron comes to the party. Everybody arrives. And we find out that Aaron's grandmother had passed the day of or maybe the day before. Right. And this is – okay, I found this to be so strange. So Jessel is the only one who asks Aaron how she's doing. So I was mm-hmm. like, that's really nice of her, right? And at the end, like, she doesn't really know how to end the conversation. So she said, well, I hope that today went well because it was mm-hmm. a memorial. Mm-hmm. And Aaron is like, that's so awkward. She's so awkward. Why would she so ask me if it my, went well? Yeah. So my question was when I – before I saw the episode, I was seeing, like, clips of it online and this part looked different in the online version. It went from her asking, How's, oh, I didn't know about your mother, about your grandmother. I wasn't informed. And that was unfortunate. And I hope it went well. And hi, um, hi, Uba, hi. or whatever. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Oh, hi, Sai. So those were, the, those were the four things that went. And so I thought that that's how it went. And... Aaron was saying, wow, because you said that was unfortunate because you weren't informed of it. And then you turn around and you say that it, but I hope it went well and you turn around. It doesn't even make sense. But then on Peacock, when I watched it, it was quite extended. And she asked a lot of things like I didn't know where you close or how old was she? She asked a lot of questions to yes. connect. And then to and and Aaron is giving her short answers and and towards the end she does like you said she doesn't know how to segue away from it and so she says i hope it i i hope today went well or i hope today went okay or something like that she said i hope today went well meaning the memorial but she doesn't know that the memorial includes burial at also it could have been just a you know uh, uh something where you just talk about the person right so she may not have understood how extensive the memorial was and she just says i hope it went well meaning it went without a hitch or whatever there were no issues or you were okay after that and then she just moves away and she turns around and i thought it wasn't awkward but i didn't think it was rude yeah and then she's like goes to the confessional and aaron is like yeah it went so fun it was amazing i had a time of my life i'm like what do you want somebody to – at least she acknowledged that your grandmother passed away. I didn't see anybody mm-hmm. else ask about right. how you're doing or anything Even like when that. she was-, was asking, nobody else was asking. Nobody else was chiming in and asking. Yeah. It was so strange. I don't know if that was covered in a different scene that we didn't get to see, but nobody else inquired about her grandmother. Yeah. And then so Jessel goes upstairs to use the bathroom and they're all snickering. I- I'll say it. They were cackling downstairs mm-hmm. all together and Aaron tells the other women tells Uba and uh, Bryn in front of Jenna that Jessel called them cackling hags which Uba doesn't understand the word <laughs> she's like she goes cockless cockless and then cockless house <laughs> Bryn goes a cockless house that's not a place I want to be in <laughs> But 
it was just like, Aaron, you are stirring shit up. Like, again, it goes to the thing about Aaron being like, I'm so cool and so easy breezy. And like, you're not. You're not no. easy breezy. You you're, are uh, always you... resentful and you are always miserable. Don't change. Yes. Just, just perfect. Just be like that. But also, you're not in the right here. I So my question for you was, I don't know if the live version of it on Bravo was slightly cut short that made it seem like Jessel was not being appropriate and that the peacock, peacock version version was longer. I don't know because I didn't see the live one. I wouldn't know. I only watched the peacock one. Yeah. Listeners, so. let us know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they head to Bryn, uh, Bryn's giving officially. They sit down, they're eating. And it kind of bothered me that Sai kept reminding <laughs> Everybody that Bryn doesn't have anybody. Didn't that bother you a little bit? It's like, like, yes, it felt like she needed, she wanted Bryn to say, Sai feels like somebody who does something good, but then wants to be acknowledged that she did something good over and over, like over the top acknowledgement. She's also looking for that. So it felt like, because even when she was talking to her husband, she was like, Bryn doesn't have anybody. So I'm going to make sure that she comes here and we're going to do something nice for her. And then she could have just said we're just having a Friendsgiving and we're going to include have her here. She actually makes it Bryn's giving just to make sure that Bryn is the highlight of it. But then Bryn walks in and she keeps inviting everybody in for Bryn's giving. But she starts giving the toast first or starts talking first. But she doesn't quite let Bryn thank her for it. She wants yeah. that thank you up front. So she starts pointing it out. Very Dorinda-like, by the way. It's like when Very Dorinda Durinda gave like. the nutcracker and wanted a thank you for it. <laughs> Very much. Very much Dorinda with the nutcracker. Yes, exactly. Right. I'm like, okay, so it kind wait. Of- <laughs> you don't have to keep poking this person that she's feeling. If you want her to feel happy about this and forget about her troubles, then let's not talk about it then. Can you just yeah. focus on how wonderful she is and how happy you are to be doing this for her? Yeah. She's like, they're like, talk about your feelings. Do the holidays make you miserable? Why don't you cry about it? She's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to. But she does share this very sad story about like how she was raised and how she didn't know her parents and her father was older and her mom was a teenager and she has two siblings and she's not like she she starts to tell this really sad story and she says in the confessional it just breaks my heart that these are two people who loved me who didn't love me and then she corrects herself and said sorry not didn't couldn't love me they couldn't mm-hmm. love me and i'm like that's i i want to see more of this Bryn. you do stop being a sex kitten like this part the part in the salon, like, I want to know more about her. I think we're going to see a lot of it, too. I think we're going to. Brynn is going to give us a good balance of it. That's what I feel. It would have been weird if she had just overwhelmed us with all of that sob story. I think she gives it in bits and pieces, and that's fine with me. I'm actually okay with it. Because this was very heavy to listen to. It was. Even this. Like, she's like, I was six months old. We had been abandoned. I Nobody had changed my diaper for five days or whatever she was saying. It was like heart-wrenching, right? Yes. So yeah. for me, it's like, that's like heavy abuse. Yes. Uh, it's a very, seems to be a very he- abusive situation. There seems to be a, uh, some heavy crime involved. Yes. Her father was involved in some kind of heavy crime. Her mother being a teenager, I'm wondering if there was a lot more going on than just, hey, they're married. 
So I'm like thinking, oh my God, this could be something very dark. Yeah, and I don't want to receive that much darkness as a viewer in one go- one sitting. Oh, that point. would be just too much. That's a good. I'd point. rather have it broken up like that. But I also don't want Sai pulling it out of Bren. Yes, leave the girl alone. Yeah, I think Sai is bossy, and I think R- Bren is Sai is doing what uh, Jill Zarin did with uh, Bethany, where she would take her under a wing and just keep harping on all of Bethany's faults and how she doesn't have a man and how she needs to date this person and that person. She remember when Ramona and uh, Ramona and uh, you know, Jill would just make Bethany feel so shitty because she was younger and couldn't speak up. And then in the end, Bethany just ended up resenting them for it. Right. She didn't think of it as them being protective. So I think that's what's going to happen between Sai and Bryn is Bryn is going to start resenting um, Sai for being so, you know, so pushy and overbearing. I agree. Well, speaking of Brynn, we also here's is came out last week. I think after we recorded that Brynn owes thirty thousand dollars in taxes. Mm-hmm. I have to say, that's not a lot for somebody who's that's making not, a million and a half. It's like seems like a one year's back taxes feel- that she may have not misfiled. I don't Yes, it feels like a misfiling. It feels like you didn't know how to file your housewife's taxes. Right. Right. And but also- it feels like we it's like okay, it's just 30,000 back taxes which means you made quite a lot of money. Good for you, Bren. And I'm like, uh this is this is normal for people who make a ton of money. I think everybody owes a little bit of back taxes at any given time. Yeah, and so it was funny to me because people were like, "Why does Bravo keep, you know, hiring people who shouldn't, who aren't paying their taxes?" I was on um, this podcast called Best Week Ever. Please go over and listen to it. And she mentioned this Van, the host. She mentioned this theory, which I think is really smart. Number one, she said, which is hilarious. She said, thirty thousand dollars in taxes. We shouldn't even be paying taxes, to be honest. So right. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Number two. She said the news about Bryn's back taxes came out right after that flub of Aaron's of like how she was trying to like cover her ass with the with the you know the donations right. the stop the steal donations Ooh. so that those came out then she had her like shitty ass statement that didn't do anything and then the very next day Bryn's back taxes stuff came out so she mm. was saying wouldn't it be it makes sense that like Aaron would have released gotten that back tax stuff like released in the oh, press. Oh, I can totally see Aaron doing that. Aaron would totally By the way, I am surprised that there isn't more shit coming out about Jessel. Yeah, but I think that's because there's not a lot going on about Jessel. No, I don't I think, think Jessel has a lot. I try to figure out her job and like what yeah. she does. She has on her Instagram, she has some company that she made, but then when I went to the page, it didn't have anything on it. Hold on. It was like... Hold on, Jessel Tank. She's the founder of The No, The No PR, okay? The No PR has one post from September 5th, 2008, and it's just the logo of the company. What? Yeah. And so I don't- That's not good PR, Jessel. Yeah. And then she is launching a a clothing platform for South Asian clothes, right? Which is great. But I don't know what Jessel's job is. So I don't know if there's a lot of stuff to come out about I her. because she, I wonder if most of her clients are Bollywood or South Asian clients. Maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to get them into Vogue. Maybe she's Priyanka Chopra kind of people. <laughs> she wishes. <laughs> 
if she had Priyanka Chopra, you that would be the first thing that comes out of her mouth, not the fact that she's not having sex with Pavit. You're right. Yes, exactly. I don't think that there's a lot going on with her, Bichadi. I think that there's just I think Jessel is there's not much. There's I, I feel think like Jessel is a proper Daisy housewife. That's, that's she what is a she proper is. Daisy housewife. That's what she is. Yeah. But um <laughs> I love this episode. This episode was so good. It was just it was so, so messy, yeah. so silly, and minor disagreements that are low stakes fights. Yeah, that could that. turn into high stakes fight over yes. over over the over the few few episodes. But I th- I thought this was a lot even more insight into all of the ladies. I still love the show. I still um, think this was a very good reboot. I don't even think of it as a reboot. I just think of it as a different city, right? And new women. And it's just, it's just been perfect. I, I am in love with all of them. Yes. I Least with Erin, but with all of them. <laughs> I think yes. they're all good, good, a uh, good mesh of folks to put together in an ensemble. Very exactly. good. Whoever did that. Good job. Excellent. Did you yeah. watch The Crappy Lake this week? I did. Luann really went full countess this episode. Uh-huh. Did you First see of all, Luann's brother. Luann's brother. All these years in Ro- on Ronnie and we didn't see Luann's brother. Yeah. Where was this hunk? He's a project manager like me. <laughs> yeah, project manager, but of like, is he a construction project manager? Because he was like, he was like pulling those things out. Like it was second nature and he was doing it all by himself. He was so good. He yeah. was so good. And I just, it was really he's such a good to sport see. to come and live in that, stay in that motel when he yeah. didn't have to. He's <laughs> like, and there I is thought this, my sister was a countess. Where am I now? I know. I think that there is also this. I just really loved seeing Luann with her brother. Like, is that her older brother or her younger brother? I'm not sure. Yeah. But I just loved seeing Luann with her family because we very rarely get it, right? Like, we get her weird-ass kids occasionally. But, like, right. Luann is never around her family. No. Or that one She showed her sister once, right? During her wedding, we saw her sister when she, yeah. did, when she married Tom. She oh, yeah, that's sister. true. But is I think this... we saw the brother too then, but it was like very short. We didn't. Is this didn't the niece dad? You remember the niece that was dating Carol's boyfriend? Oh, yeah. When she pe- spelled pedophile incorrectly? I don't know. <laughs> the one that would uh, lure Luann from the Upper East Side to the Lower East Side yes, for a drink. Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and then I loved. Um, what was it? I love when they were coming up with the Benton Follies song and and Luann is like, you know, Sonia, she likes to do things like for fun. She'll just like ad lib or whatever. But mm-hmm. I've written, I've been known to write six songs. <laughs> I'm so particular about it. I was so proud of her. I think it's it's a big accomplishment to turn your life around like that. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so proud of Luann and her six songs. Her six songs. And then even they like list the six songs. And I was like, she has at least written. And she's like, I've written six songs and I have a Pandora station. <laughs> it's so funny because Ben Mandelclare always yeah. says that as his impression of her. And yeah. she literally said it. <laughs> it was hilarious that you mentioned that. Oh, it was so good. And then um, and then when, yeah, when she went full Simon Cowell during the, uh, the rehearsal for the Follies. <laughs> 
I love that show. It's so uh, delightful. I, that is a beautiful show. And I am impressed with how much these two have accomplished within a week. Yeah. They got the fence put up for the dogs. They got the playground done. They got a random bathtub put in the front of this motel in a corner. Nasty ass jacuzzi. <laughs> Nasty jacuzzi. They cleaned up the hotel room. They went for a tea party. And now they're renovating two rooms. They're going to have a Luann suite and 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 a, a Sonia suite. Yeah, it's gonna be the it's gonna be the chic. It's like Countess Chic suite and yeah. the Lady Morgan suite. I was like, would you go to Benton and stay in those suites? I would. If I would that was which the one only would you motel, pick? Which one would you pick? I'm gonna go with Luann. Me too. Oh my god, I worry be- about. Sonia, we've Sonia. all seen the <laughs> townhouse. <laughs> I, feel like I would sleep. I, I, I would if Sonia wasn't there. Maybe that would not be a bad thing. <laughs> I would have to. Either way, that whole motel needs a, a you know, it's, it needs fumigation. And yes. like it needs like it needs like UV light. You have to look at it with UV light to figure out what is clean and what is not. Yes, exactly. I just worry about Sonia's design choices. She's very aged. You know, she likes that dated old right. school look, very like right. old American look. And Luann at least is there like. There might even be a big portrait of the Morgan guy, Morgan dude, the grandfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. J.P. Morgan himself. Exactly. J.P. Morgan or his grandson that she married, who are yes, equally, exactly. equally old, I think. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's still kicking it. Yeah, I know. And he's Which got like a weird. new wife and everything. Right. How is that possible? Money. I know. But <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen him in person. So I haven't seen pictures of him or anything. I have to look it up. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, but I love that show. And it was so fun. I just love watching. It's such a good palate cleanser. I, I've is. been watching it, it on so, Monday morning. It's short and it's funny and it's refreshing it's refreshing to see sonia and luann like that in a town and uh you know just just fun it's just so it's so fun yeah um are you watching below deck no but i heard that something uh you know problematic happened and now i'm like shit i have to watch all the episodes now to figure out yeah i have to get i have to watch all of it so i can i can build up the anger that everybody else is feeling right now. I think I'm going to watch the last three episodes and then I might talk about it on the podcast. Mm. It just depends on how upsetting it is. But I hear yeah. that, yeah, something super problematic happened. And I think that it's it's going to be interesting to view that now, especially because there's all those, you know, that crazy letter that Bethany wrote about uh-huh. her lawyer sent out about the, you know, hostile work environment that Bravo creates for reality uh-huh. TV content and all that stuff. So – I feel like that'll be interesting to like watch it with that lens. I'm okay with Bethany trying to create a union until I realized that that union would contain Siggy. Mm-hmm. And that Siggy would definitely be part of the union to get some money, even though she's against unions and she's so pro-Trump. She's <laughs> against unions as a principal, but she, you know how fast she's going to jump into that if she thought exactly. she was getting some money. Exactly. And please, I request all of you, stop giving Siggy a platform. I keep seeing her pop up on my timeline. People keep I going feel, I'm dreading. I'm dreading the upcoming election season because I know I'm going to see a lot of 
Siggy. I'm going to see a lot of, uh, what's her name? Uh, what's a buns from OC? Um, who? Gretchen? Gretchen. She yeah. posted something about, she was, un- uh, she was unboxing a box of Trump gear. Yeah, I saw that too. And she posted something and all these things are going to start popping up and I'm I'm going to be tired of it. I don't want to yeah. see all of them. No, I don't like it. Um, I also, uh, speaking of problematic, just have to give a shout out to Sutton Strack showing her colors. She commented <laughs> on, so Madison from Southern Charm, which is a show I stopped watching a while ago, she uh, posted a picture from a Jason Aldean concert and <sighs> Sutton commented on it saying, I love him. Yeah. So. Did you see that Bryn likes... Um, Shep and they are now DMing. Oh, guys, <laughs> I know. I don't know if we need a union or just like an on-call daily therapist interventionist. Like I just want us, yeah. We ju- I, and we will. Uh, we will offer those services. You and I, sure. we could offer I'm not that. A we can just like, but I can. I just yes. want to knock off the phone off the hands when they're doing something wrong. <laughs> like, don't tweet that. <laughs> don't DM this person. Don't say that. You know. Exactly. I want to create a PR that is a PR group of Bravo fans who are not problematic, who can just tell – you should text us. It would be like me and you and Kara Berry and like yeah. Ray Sani yes. and like we would – you would text us. You would be like, is this an appropriate thing for me to post? You'd be like, no, yes. Sutton, you cannot like this. Yes. Go create a fake Instagram Will I get canceled? Like, That's what we should like. Will I get canceled if I do this? Yes. And exactly. we will tell you if you will or will not. We can exactly. help you with that. Exactly. Will I get canceled or will this boost my ratings? Yes. Another great question. And if you get 10 no's, then you have to go through training, sensitivity training, <laughs> because clearly you're not getting the point. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I did not watch Kyle's new music video either or Morgan Wade's or whatever. I'm oh, not, I'm not, fully checked yeah, out. I'm not. I'm yeah, fully checked uh, out with that gay baiting uh, Kyle doesn't, Kyle doesn't, yeah. I never see anything Kyle related because it's just so unappeti- unappetizing. Exactly. Yeah. I'm consciously uncoupling, uncoupling. with Kyle Richards. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs>